Welcome to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. Okay, today we have mm, a muy especial guest. Especial. Yes. (laughs) Dr. (laughs) Tiffany Smith, who's here with us. I don't even know. Are Are you in Richmond right now? I am in Newark, Delaware. Oh, okay. Okay. Great state. Well, Dr. Tiff is from Richmond, Virginia, originally, and she is currently an assistant professor at Lincoln University uh, in their computer science department. She got a bachelor's of science in computer engineering from North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, or NCANC. Mm-hmm. Aggie Pride. Um, and her PhD is in human-centered computing from the University of Florida. Yay! Her research interests are in the areas of user experience, human-centered computing, human-computer interaction, and really like using all of that um, to focus on STEM education and educational technologies. And in particular, she's focused on designing educational technologies that are focused um, on developing things for underrepresented minorities, specifically African-Americans and women in Mm -hmm. STEM. Some of her claims to fame are that while she was a student um, at NCANT, she was in the honors program. She was a member of the National Society of Black Engineers and Tau Beta Pi, which is like the most prestigious academic organization that you can join as an engineer. Uh, she was also in Golden Key International Honor Society, and she mimed with the award-winning NCANT Fellowship, wait, NCANT Gospel Choir. What is the word fellowship doing there? It's Fellowship Gospel Choir. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like Jesus Fellowship. You did. Okay, okay. <laughs> and at the University of Florida, she was a member of the Black Graduate Student Association, um, Women in Science and Engineering, is that what mm-hmm. Y stands for? And she grad also, Nessie. oh, and Grad Nessie, that's right, <laughs> that's right. Um, also, she was a part of some community-based organizations like United Way of Central Florida's Reading Palace program, which develops um, literacy programming uh, for pre-K through third grade children in the area. And even helped facilitate some programs through the College of Engineering's um, computer science department focused on supporting underrepresented communities. So one was called Gen Cyber, and the other was Code It Day. 
She's also a recipient of the National Science Foundation's Graduate Research Fellowship and the Ford Dissertation Fellowship. Dr. Tiff, thank you so much Hi. for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. You do all the things, and that's really exciting. It is. Because <laughs> I do all the things, and Kyla definitely does, does the most. Things. Y'all ain't going to go ahead and chill on me. <laughs> this is about Tiffany. It is, but I'm just saying, like, Tiffany does We all, all do the all the things. Yeah. We all do all the things. That is correct. Well, I'm glad that we were able to connect with you since you moved away from us all the way I to did. Delaware. Did I did, um, and to Lincoln University, which I know nothing about. Apparently, you want a brief? I would highlight? love a brief okay. highlight reel. Yeah, that'd be great. So there's actually two Lincolns, two mm. HBCUs. Um, oh, I didn't know there were so, HBCUs. Yeah, we often are when things are in the news. I'll get sent things about the other one in Missouri. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there's one in Missouri. We're in Pennsylvania. Um, the township is called Oxford, Pennsylvania. We have about 2,200, 2,500 students total. So very, mm. very small HBCU considering coming from A&T where when I was there it was 10,000 students. Um, there's a horse and buggy situation at the Walmart what? because of the Amish oh. community. So yeah, it's middle like parking? of nowhere. Parking for the horses and carriages <laughs> at Walmart. Can we very, very... <laughs> Go. They're always there. They will slow up traffic once you get close enough to the school. Um, so that's why I live in Delaware. Um, <laughs> there was no reason for you me to live You didn't get a horse and buggy? I wasn't interested. Um, got me a RAV4. Okay. Um, but I'm like 25 to 30 minutes commute-wise. Um, it was suggested that I live in parts of Maryland, like Dover, which is an hour away. I'm just no. like, I'm good. I'm like 10, 15 minutes from the University of Delaware, which is a large PWI um, in Delaware. So I have things around me that all college students need. So mm -hmm. I have the things that I need. So it works out. Thank you for that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean... When we were talking earlier, I was like, 5,000. <laughs> That's medium for HBCUs. Lincoln is tiny. And it's not private. A lot of people think because it's small, it's a private institution. But it's public. And it's actually so they often battle with Cheney for the first. So Cheney, mm -hmm. is which is in Pennsylvania also, was technically the first HBCU established. But we are the first, when I say we, this time, mm -hmm. I mean Lincoln. Uh, we are the first mm -hmm. degree-granting HBCU. Mm -hmm. So in 1854. So they always battled it out for the first. But That's yeah. pretty cool. That's mm -hmm. really amazing. Um, we're we have the same get... colors as um, Florida, blue and orange. So. Oh, so you didn't have to change convenient. much when it came to school spirit and Lincoln got, Lions. got a football team. It exists. Okay. <laughs> it exists. We'll leave it there. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, my uh, roommate wow. in, grad, uh, in grad school, all of her siblings went to Lincoln except her. So Really? Yeah, so that's how I became familiar with the school. So. Nice, nice, nice. That Lincoln? Mm hmm And the other Lincoln? <laughs> that specific Lincoln. Okay, I'm just making sure. It's Dr. Angie who was on the first season, all of her. You okay. know she got 10 siblings. Well, 10 of them total. So. <laughs> yeah, nine. Yeah. yeah and that's... all of them went to Lincoln, minus her. That's bananas. It's crazy. Wow. So, oh, where do we begin, Tiff? At the beginning. Let's start from, like, <laughs> us not knowing you, which is... 
kind of weird for me because I feel like <laughs> you've known me for so long. Yeah, it's well, Kyla knew me first, right? But we've also not known each other at different points, <laughs> right? I I not knew her at Clemson. <laughs> mm. True. Y'all knew of each other. No, we knew who <laughs> we knew. Each Kyla other. was my first research project at Clemson. That's the true. summer after my first year, our cable labs project. Cable you did a great labs. job, by the way. Okay, we're not there yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. I would love to hear about what your life was like growing up. Like, what what was okay. that like? So I'm the baby of three. Um, my brother's a year older than me. And my sister's two years older than me. Um, raised by my mom and my grandma in Richmond, Virginia. Um, pretty great life. I did a lot of things. I was the non-stationary child. So I did majorettes, <laughs> cheerleading, step, uh, tap, ballet, cheer, uh, tennis, show choir. I was always doing something. Um, pretty active kid. Straight A's through school. Um, didn't really, engineering wise, none of that came into play till like high school, me knowing. I was always good at math and science. Um, I realized actually from an earlier interview I did today, puzzles was probably my key into computer science. I love puzzles. I have puzzles that I completed on my table right now. I still love puzzles. Um, so yeah, I was a pretty active, happy child. Church played a big role. Um, sang dance in the church, tutored at the church, Girl Scouts in the church, um, lived at the church. Yeah. just a lot it's a lot church. of church life Jesus church scouts? girl scouts i mean it was at my church like we hosted it at the oh church. okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm still confused but yeah okay but yeah i was a church kid um and all my friends knew it and wasn't no shaming me for being church kid but i was a church kid the churchy smart girl but also well-rounded so i was never teased i was called a nerd a geek but in a playful way but nobody ever made fun of me for real and they should have my glasses huge <laughs> Since I was seven, <laughs> blue, big, bright blue glasses since seven years old. I still can't see, have on contacts. Um, yeah, but I was always rough, tomboy, climb trees. I was very well-rounded growing up, I think. You're giving mm. big extrovert energy. So Are you I, I definitely Because I, I, I feel like I, you're also could be an introvert. <laughs> I could. I, I do like my alone time. And I, especially up here, since I don't still don't really know every, anybody because of COVID. So I'm very much inside. Um, but I'm also not afraid of making friends. So definitely more extrovert than introvert. But I can be in a place where I want to be by myself. I feel you. That's healthy. Okay. So while <laughs> you were doing... So question. So you were doing all of these activities. You were all over the place. What was there anything that was like tech focused outside of the puzzles or, you know, I know that was sort of like a, a pathway, but like, was there anything that steered you specifically into um, tech? <laughs> this face she's making. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so there was no like, I was always just really good at math. Um, math is my first love, true love. Um, math and science was always my jam. Um and back then, math and science, hey, that equals engineering. Means nothing true. else but engineering. <laughs> so it wasn't, I think I didn't do like my first like a little robotic summer camp until well into high school. Um, but by sixth grade, I was like, oh, I'm going to MIT to be an engineer because that's the best school for engineering. So I'm going to go. I didn't apply. Um, but <laughs> that's part of the equation. Yeah. By the time <laughs> when we talk about high school, it did not apply at all. Um, but by sixth grade, I was like, at first I wanted to be a dancer. 
and a librarian because I love my librarian so much in elementary <laughs> school and I love to read books. Um, but yeah, math and science, I was like, oh, my real job, I'm going to be an engineer and dance on the side. That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, in some ways. I mean, you kind of I still be dancing. Right. I still hit Zumba up twice a week. See? Twice a week. See? You can still do both. Two things The kids call that manifestation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I, it's it. I'm doing what I said. <laughs> so what was high school like? I mean, you said you weren't teased, but. I wasn't. High school was great. At that point, you were like straight a super yeah. nerd i was the super nerd um at that point um so in my district we have different i think it's like nine different high schools each high school was a center for something so my home school was a center for communications um we had like center for humanities center for special languages foreign languages um center for the arts blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. we had a center for engineering at the nearby high school however my mom suggested I apply. And I will say my mom never forced me to do anything. Academic, nothing. Um, she suggested I apply but didn't push me. The reason I did not apply to go to the other school is because they didn't have show choir. Mm. My home school did. And so I gave up the whole engineering track high school so that I can do show choir for three out of my four years. And I was I was co-captain my senior year, so I don't regret it at all, you know? <laughs> you, you like what you like. I love show, I love competing and love show choir. It kept me balanced. Um, I'll talk about my sister, whatever. She um, also, <laughs> very, so my sister's funny. very smart. <laughs> sister, very, she was labeled gifted. She did the IB program since sixth grade. Mm. I knew not to do that because mm. she didn't enjoy it. Um, and so I was like, nope keep me with my regular folks but um between me and her she was definitely now she's more well-rounded but she was definitely more brainiac and had to be focused with the IB and I didn't like that I wanted to play outside I wanted to climb trees I wanted to dance with my friends so I was like I got college for the hard engineering stuff so I might have missed something by not going but also I do not regret my three years in show choir you got a whole PhD what did you miss what what was missed what did you miss I could have got a head start because I didn't code until I got to A&T my freshman year. So I knew nothing actual about coding. Um, but I do not regret, like my sister calls us the regular kids for going to our home school. But <laughs> I did not. Wow. <laughs> Funny story about her really quick. So she wasted her <laughs> senior year of high school to decide, oh, I don't want to do IB anymore. Girl, you've been in it for six years. Okay. Stay. <laughs> so she goes to our home school for nine weeks, y'all. She couldn't make it. She could not make it with the regular kids. Wow. <laughs> she, in gym pop. They, they let her, basically, they let her go back to IB and finish up her certificate. I was like, that's Dora. amazing. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. She was wow. like, I don't do regular. Because like, she, she could not hang. She was your make high school it. pretty big? Um, We were one of the largest one, larger ones. So we had, sadly, we had like 2,000 kids, which is the size of Lincoln, right? <laughs> um, Definitely overcrowded. It was a campus style school. So, um, yeah, it was overcrowded, but it was pretty big. Um, and her school was her school was a little bit smaller, um, but she just missed all of her friends. She's known since sixth grade. Like, she mm-hmm. knew some of the neighborhood kids, but they weren't her friend friends. So she was like, I got to go back. And she spent all this time talking about y'all. Now she got to be amongst y'all. So it was like, look, you got to pick one or the other. Couldn't hang. Couldn't hang. Okay, so you were in high school focusing on communications and well no not focusing on communications it had the center oh, i was doing regular the center for communications but still even more you were in the regular gym pop track i was a gym pop <laughs> <laughs> and then something told you 
I'm gonna do computer engineering at A and T. How do we? How do we get there? <laughs> um. So, like I said, middle school, I knew engineering, mm-hmm. and I thought MIT. Um. Going into high school, Columbia was my top choice. Um, I was dead set going to Columbia. Like applications, had teachers filling out recommendation letters, everything. My senior year, literally, my best friend, um, she goes, Tiff, come with me on this college tour to A&T. And I'm like, I'm going to Columbia, but I'll go, whatever. <laughs> my best friend. And so we go down there, um, just me and her and um, one of our other friends. We all end up going to a and <laughs> But uh, <laughs> gotcha. took us down there, did. And all of us were, well, my other friend was computer science. She was psychology. Um, and so we go on a tour, they asked us our GPAs, they said a third, and they heard mine. It was like, so I was the, um, they had, at that point, they had a scholarship. And if you were valedictorian or salutatorian, you got a full ride. And so I was number two in my class. And so at that point, me and my brother and sister, the way we are in age, my brother and sister were in college and I was about to be the third one in college. So scholarship, right. Single but parent. Wait, you're scholarship. glossing over how you went to a high school of 2000. I'm going to say graduating class of 500, and you was number two. No, big guys. We just going to gloss right over that point. She made all the A's. <laughs> right I wasn't over. playing. All the A's. All the A's. <laughs> Um, so college tour, go down there. Um, I knew nothing about A&T, which I'm surprised. So my sister, HBCU, my sister went to Fayetteville State. Um, my brother was at Virginia State. So everybody HBCUs. My mom went to Virginia Union, which is in Richmond. Everybody HBCUs. But I never thought, I was like, nope, Columbia, top school engineering, that's me. And so go to A&T. They tell me about, um, so A&T is the number one producer of African-American engineers. I was like, well, no brainer. I should be here. And then they told me about the scholarship. And I was like, well, duh, it's free. Tiff, you going. <laughs> it's like, and it's free. And actually, my best friend's going to be here. Right. Yeah. Told my teacher, I said, don't send that uh, recommendation letter to Columbia. Don't need it because I'm going to A&T. <laughs> and with that, um, I became a Lewis De- and Dowdy scholar at A&T. Um, it was close enough because while um, I was ext- I am an extrovert, I'm really, really close to my family. So, like, living in Florida was horrible. But with A&T, my sister was in North Carolina. Um, A&T was only three hours away from home. And I was like, that's perfect. It's close enough yet far away um, for me to explore. So, I did not think about A&T until my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Wow. Best decision I've ever made in my life. So, what was A&T like? Because, like... I know it's like to be an engineer and at a PWI. <laughs> like, I just can't even imagine being at a school where everybody looks like you and they're doing technical things for the most part. Like, what is that like? So, at first I wanted to go home. So, let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> so, my roommate, and I love her dearly. Uh, my roommate, she's a twin. Her twin was there. Uh, she, they're from a small town called Ahoski, North Carolina. Nobody even knows I what know where Ahoski is. But, oh, do you? I have a friend. Hey, Sheena. My friend Sheena's from there. <laughs> very, very small. But most of everybody from Ahoski came to Auntie. So, she had her crew. I, my friend that I went to the college tour with, she was there, uh, but she was in psychology, mm-hmm. cross campus. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know nobody. Literally within the first month, I was like, Mom, come get me. Oh, it's time no. to go. And my mama, being the mother that she is to this day, she was like, we on the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so my grandma was like, no, nah, let her stay, make her stay. And I think within like the next two weeks, I tried out for gospel choir and got gospel choir. And so Saving Grace kept me there. Um, mm. But as far it as like um, double entendre. It, it was, it was really the Lord <laughs> saved me, kept me. Uh, <laughs> Shondo, 
But yeah, so A&T was great. It was large. Um, 10,000 students. I was like, I ain't never seen this many black people in one place. Because my high school um, was like 60, 40 black. Um, so I had a lot of white friends. And so at first I was actually like, I ain't got no other... I had no white friends here. I was like, oh, I miss some of my friends. But um, it was great seeing um, most of my classes. We had maybe one to two white men in our classes, um, Mm -hmm. but that was really it. So um, because I was a scholar, um, a Dowdy scholar, and I was in the honors program, I had a mentor. And so my mentor actually had two he had a lot of mentees, but there was another girl coming in with me who was doing computer engineering. And so, like, he forced us to be friends. <laughs> She's still my friend to this day. Aww. She's one of the people that I graduated with. I'm going to see her next week. Um, but, yeah, forced us to eat in a calf. We were so awkward. She was from New York, and she already ain't like nobody <laughs> because of her New York ways. <laughs> I didn't know anybody, but we had the same schedule, and we would sit and talk and everything. And so it became a clique of us three girls. Um Asha and Shelby, shout them out. Um, we made it through. Um, graduated four years on time. Every class, if you saw one, you were looking for the other two. We were the Rat Pack. We had so many different names by everybody because it was literally three amigos. So we did everything. Um, but yeah, it was great. Really, really great. Our chair of our department, um, black grandpa-ish figure, Dr. John Kelly. Um, he's the first person I think I called when I uh, got into uh Clemson Um, but loved him that familial feeling is no better than what it was at A&T like I absolutely loved it Um, and it really inspired me to want to go back to HBCU once I finished um, and working there but yeah A&T was dope it makes so much sense like I just I remember meeting you and like talking about what you wanted to do when you were done and you're going to HBCU (laughs) dead and (laughs) that was it there was no Oh yeah, I'll I'll submit my application to no. I'm going to HBCU. Period. <laughs> There's no other option. Literally applied to all HBCUs, <laughs> and I did apply to some PWIs though. Coming out of grad school, but only if they had like HCC programs. I wasn't going to teach traditional computer science <laughs> at a PWI. Not a, no. I was like, if I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna go there for what my major actually was. My degree was right. in. I'm not going to do. Mm-mm. Yeah. Auntie, best decision ever made. So you make it seem like the classes were just extra easy. Like you had no challenges. You just, you know. I didn't say that, Tyler, at all. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I mean, rap pack, C2, C1, looking for the other two, you know. You made it seem <laughs> so, like no. it gelled together. So tell us about some of your, like, challenges. So the computer science part, I will say, did come easy to me. Um, easier than the electrical engineering part. Um, my so like I said, I didn't see programming until I got to A&T. And so my um, first programming professor was a black woman, actually. Um, and she was like, nah, you need to switch. You don't need to do computer engineering. You need to just do all computer science. You need to switch because you got this. You got okay. this. And I was like, but I don't know yet. It's my first semester. I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to see both sides. She was like, nah, you're going to be over here. And I was like, well, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Um, probably should have because <laughs> electrical engineering. <laughs> was the devil. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. I had never failed so many tests as I did with Circus One. Shout out to Dr. Cheek. Love him, but the class was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but everybody failed. Mm-hmm. So I curved and I got an A. But <laughs> I've never failed. <laughs> I'd never seen an F. Like I've, seen, I've had an F maybe once before in high school. Once. I failed three out of the four tests. And I was like, I need to drop out. Right. Like, what are we doing here? 
I was like, but I learned this. I thought like we had crib sheets, oh. index cards, and I said this. How how am I still confused? Yeah, circuits one and circuits two, the death of me. To this day, I still cringe. Um, like I said, I love Dr. Cheek. He actually went after he left us at a He went to Delaware State. Um, I'm not sure if he's there anymore, but circuits one and two were gonna be the death of me. Computer science classes, got him. That electrical taught me how to work hard. Mm. So I gr I grant my work ethic to my electrical engineering curriculum. Mm. You um, learned something. But I did learn how to stay up all night. Um, <laughs> and because me and my <laughs> the three amigos, we were always together. So like our room was the revolving door of studying, um, which I get on my students now about they don't know each other. But because we were all in the same classes, we had like previous notes from the years before we would all be in somebody's living room working on the same project um so it was our our grades were a group effort um every class <laughs> every class was a group effort and i think that's like important to highlight i don't know if we talk about it that much but you know when you're studying with people everybody has their strengths right mm -hmm. i mean we also have our weaknesses but you can rely on someone else's strength if you don't have it to help you understand and navigate some of those areas where you're not as strong. And for me, like, I'm pretty sure that's how I survived physics. Calc 2, which... Oh, oh my gosh. Calculus. I don't even understand. It's not... It's, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my students don't they don't understand and i'm gonna force family on them if it's the last thing i do <laughs> yeah. i'm like y'all don't y'all don't get it y'all already a smaller school like yeah, my chair threw a cookout for us seniors at his house fish wow. fry fish was amazing um but it was like all just love within the department and i'm just like it's so few of y'all and y'all don't understand how much better this experience would be if y'all actually took the time to know each other so yeah. my that's my goal my high school class was like a thousand people so wow. God. Your graduating class? <laughs> my graduating class oh, was wow. like 900 Ew, How people. big was the school? My, how large was the whole school? Oh, a wow. big school. That's intense. Yeah, anytime mm -hmm. I tell people how big my school is, <laughs> that's the biggest I've heard. My school is like on the level of tips. 2,500, 2,500. Who knows Ooh. what they are now? But yeah, like they don't know what it's like. Like you said, like y'all had no excuse not to know each other. The school is this small. You need to know each other. Like, I like the fact that, like, when you have study group, I had a study group for every single class. And I'm like, look, I'm meeting with somebody about something for every single class because everybody helps each other. And I don't know what it is with this generation. Like, they don't think gathering is important, <laughs> like physically gathering. Right. And I feel like my elective students, they actually uh, grasp that concept more. So like I have open office hours when I have them. You can come in, you can work on your homework and I will guide you if you need it. They will show my major kids. Nah, mm. they like, ah, take this F without you assisting me. Do it on my own and fail. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine too. You, you take that L by yourself. Hilarious. <laughs> Strong L. But I think too, like the people who are elective, they're like, oh, this isn't in my major. So I'm coming in with the assumption I don't know anything and it's okay versus people who feel like, oh, I'm here. So I should know this and it's going to look bad I on me know, if I don't. Honestly, you're in the class so you don't know exactly. it like literally i'm teaching this to you like you would not need college <laughs> if you were expected you already to know it. everything <laughs> yeah hopefully we'll fix that this semester we'll see mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we shall see so were you doing research then like when you were in undergrad Auntie? yeah um so 
I'm trying to think. I think I did it a little bit. So um, Auntie was a part of the um, LSAM program. Mm, so yeah. Lewis Stokes Alliance for Minority Participation. Um, I think I did that my second semester of my junior year. And then over the summer, I did an undergraduate research um, experience with Dr. Ayanna Howard Aww. at Georgia Tech. Um, I don't know if y'all know Lonnie Parker, but mm-hmm. he was my mentor. Oh, yeah, you had the great. dream team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he man. was graduating that summer. Um, cool. So that was a great experience. They almost scared me off because um, they were talking about like quals and stuff like that. And I was like, and it wasn't like the quals we, we did where it was a paper. It was the oral quals. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, but Lonnie was great. He was absolutely amazing. Um, so I knew coming, I knew I wanted to do grad school, but I wasn't sure like research and stuff like that. But that experience sort of solidified that for me. Um, and then I did research my entire senior year uh, while I was at A&T too. So. Mm. So you had a good amount of research experience, so you didn't go in completely blind, you know. No, I still think, and maybe they changed some now. I know at Lincoln they don't push it, but like A&T, we had huge career fairs, like because we're a technical school, so everybody came out in droves. But I feel like they didn't push uh, grad school enough. Yeah. So like I saw it, I feel like I had to um, seek out the research experience, and I had professors there who wanted to do research with me, but they also didn't know who was interested. Mm. Um, and Lincoln also, it's not a huge push, so I'm trying to create a small push at Lincoln, which is it's a teaching focused school, so I get it. But still, I want y'all to know that the opportunity is there mm-hmm. for y'all to go beyond industry once you graduate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? How did you decide I'm going to grad school then? Because and for a so PhD, I al- right. I feel like I always knew grad school. Like I knew bachelor wasn't going to be the end. Huh. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like I don't know. Me being an overachiever, like <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a forever student. Might as well keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was the actual the shore program that pushed me to PhD. Um, so the at Georgia Tech, I think that's what pushed me into PhD. Um. And I'm trying to think, PH, why I left engineering for HCC. I hated electrical engineering. Um, <laughs> like I said, circuit, circuit too. I wanted to be far removed. Um, and so I think that same summer, because, yeah, Georgia Tech had an HCI program. That's why I was mm. introduced to HCI. And I think if it wasn't for Georgia Tech, I I don't know what direction I would have went for grad school. Because HCI wasn't big. So Maybe like computer science I don't think- with like a human focus or you know something yeah i I probably would have done i don't know probably would have looked more for ed tech Mm -hmm. programs or something like that but definitely if it wasn't for georgia tech i wouldn't knew hci was a was a field so because it wasn't something people talked about then right right it was still a new and budding thing like when i was at umbc people were like oh you're at umbc marie desjardins she's there did you work with her i'm like literally they were writing the definition for hci when i was there like i was aware of this but you know there's a lot of really great people that come out of umbc for hci i'm like it was too new like i yeah it was just too new hmm yeah so i probably would have considered also because i think i met i feel like i met dr gardner when she was still dr gardner she she wasn't even married i think she was still at georgia tech when i was there Mm -hmm. for that summer so i might have dabbled in learning sciences if hci wasn't a thing um but yeah it was definitely sure that made me sure that I wanted to get a PhD. 
need to send them that clip. <laughs> so it's a great program. So you have such a great experience at Georgia Tech, and you ended up mm-hmm. at Clemson. So like, what was you, you had this really good research experience? Like, what guided you? She said she was scared of quals. <laughs> um, but, so as far as me, okay, so slightly regret not applying for more schools. Applied for Carnegie Mellon, Clemson, and Georgia Tech. Because I feel like not a lot of other schools had HCI as a PhD. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do a master's. Because I knew my end goal was PhD. No point. If you're going to allow me to go straight to PhD, let me go. Um, mm-hmm. My fail safe was going to be get a computer science master's at A&T. I knew they'd take me back because I love them so and they love me. Um, Carnegie Mellon. Wait, did UNBC have a PhD? They or a college, pro- somebody time. had something. UMBC does now. They may have had it at that time. I feel like a Maryland school had it, and they rejected all of me and my friends mm. <laughs> from HCI. But, you know what? They were also a small school at that time, where it's like, oh, mm. our model is we don't bring in people we can't fund if we got three professors, right? Three <laughs> funding lines, you know. But I, it's so definitely I UMBC us- in that group that has the biggest HCC push. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, whoever school in Maryland rejected me. Um, and I'll never forget my uh, Georgia Tech rejection story I'll share with you all. It was a Thursday evening. <laughs> <the> scandal. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes had taken over ABC. <laughs> scandal was coming on. Um, and I got the email that I didn't get in. Y'all, Georgia Tech was my dream. Aww. I cried tears. <laughs> I didn't even watch Scandal that night because I was Aww. so distraught. Um, but yeah, Thursday, denial, Friday, my mom sent me yellow roses, um, either Friday or Monday, I'm in class with one of my friends, shout out to Gregory Simpson, um, and, well, I'm not in class with him, he's not in class with me, and I'm like, where he at, he's at a conference, and so he keep calling my phone, and I'm in class, I think it was the philosophy of love and friendship, because my senior year, I had all electives in senior design. <laughs> well, you did it so. correct. You did it correct. <laughs> Wait, what? I, like, that was I the name of the course? Philosophy of Love and Friendship. I took criminology and I took a Microsoft uh, office you class. Playing. <laughs> Why are you playing? I needed 12 Tiff. credits for my scholarship. Playing? I needed 12 credits, guys, in senior design. Was Microsoft okay. Office full credit? <laughs> it, was. It, was uh-uh. the, it was. It was in the... <laughs> It was in the IT department. Me and my friend, we took that class and we were like, we don't belong over here. (laughs) The easiest class I've ever taken in my life. And I was like, I'm not trying to struggle my senior year. I'm going to struggle with senior design. And that's it. Next level, I'm not going to struggle. I took the science of water. So I'm here with you. Okay, that's worse. (laughs) I was like, I'm not trying to learn anything else. Right. No, I was like, no, I'm going to grad school. I can stress then. Let me take this break. Oh my! So that was. Uh, I mean, you learn it <laughs> right in the Microsoft Office class. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, love and friendship was a good class. I do not regret um, taking that or criminology. Mm. I love my crime shows. Um, but sitting in class and Greg is blowing my phone up, and I'm like, bro, he know I'm in class. So I step out, and he was like, Tiff, I got somebody to talk to you. Who's on the other end of the phone, guys? Juan, Juan Gilbert, Gilbert. and so <laughs> and I'm like he's like hey um I just want to let you know you got into Clemson this is literally within three days of me crying from Georgia Tech right and I said who is this man saving the day oh <laughs> uh, it's so tells me I get in or whatever and literally my after I said thank you my next thing is 
you got money for me? Because <laughs> I'm sitting here That's like, real. I ain't pay for, I ain't pay for undergrad. My mama ain't got it for grad school. So yeah. if you ain't got money, I'm staying at Ant and get my master's. It was like, yeah, yeah, we got you. I was like, well, I'll see you in the fall. But he <laughs> lived. <laughs> Had he said no, because I wasn't thinking about applying for no kind of loans. Because at that point, my sister's back in school, my brother's still in school. It's three of us in school, and I'm like, my mama ain't paying for no grad school that I don't technically need. And so she came in, saved the day. After Shonda Rhimes, uh, my d- disaster <laughs> on a Thursday night. So <laughs> that's how I ended up at Clemson. Wow. Mm. Well, I'm going to get somebody's phone number for anything. I'm like, how is he with Greg? Like, does Greg, Greg know this a violation? <laughs> like, how does he just know? I'm like, I'm in class. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I th- it had to be like an artsy, because Greg was doing artsy. I think it was like an artsy oh, conference okay. or something. And he saw that he was from A&T. And he was like, you got to know Tiff. And we did. Wow. <laughs> and they were probably just deliberating over the students. Like, I know that name. Call her. <laughs> I was like, you don't know how you made my day, sir. Because I just knew I was going to be stuck at A&T for another two years minimum for master's. And I was going to try again with the PhD process. Wow. So was South Carolina still in the neighborhood of like where your family was for you like how far was that because you said you want to be close um so so literally only applied to clemson because it had atc no desire to go to clemson (laughs) um at that point my sister i'm trying to think if she was in columbia at that point she was either in the small town of Laurenburg, North Carolina, which is borderline South Carolina, or she was in Columbia. Mm-hmm. So she was still close. And it was only two and a half from Greensboro. So I still had people getting their master's. So I was like, it ain't the end of the world, but okay, I'm here. It's grad school. It's free. I'm going to take this money and go to school. So yeah, not ideal, but it was cool. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. That is a funny story. <laughs> it was cool. I don't know. I don't know if it was, was Tiff. I mean, it wasn't. Was it? <laughs> I'm not going to say I was upset that Clemson only lasted a year. Oh, that's right. Many, many in my lab were. Yeah. I was not. <laughs> you were like, I'm ready to go anyway. <laughs> Man. Can we jump yeah, into yeah. this? Yeah. Because okay. yeah, so. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> So culture shock coming from 10,000 black people to 50, 40,000 white people. And I'm just like, mom, really come get me. I don't belong here. (laughs) It was tough. And like, so with G, um, he, you know, he brings people in cohorts. Mm -hmm. It's always a group of people. My cohort was France, who was only transitioning from master's to PhD. So everybody knew her. I'm like, this doesn't count. (laughs) And then (laughs) it was one other guy who wasn't even in G's lab. And I'm just like, I don't have anybody. Mm. That's why I was baby Tiff for three years. Like, G did not give me a cohort. And so I was the rookie of the lab for three, three, right, three years. years. And they called you that. Yeah. They called me baby Tiff, like literally for three years. I was, I mean, it's like, it is what it is. Cause you're right. I'm, there's no one younger. <laughs> I am the baby. Um, but yeah, so Clemson, that transition was hard. Cause my lab mates and I told them all about themselves so they can hear y'all here too. They ain't talked to me while I was at Clemson. Oh. They were rude. Rude. <laughs> and it was like, well, you act like you didn't want to be there. I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's be clear. Did not. I did not. Was not trying to be there. Georgia Tech broke my oh, heart. Man. I didn't want to be here with y'all. Uh, but thankfully at Clemson. So my lab mates ain't talked to me until we got to Florida. Whatever. Um, Amber talked to me. Shout out to Amber. Amber, Amber did talk to me. Um, 
and BGSA at Clemson helped. They took me in since my lab wanted nothing to oh, do with that. me. And so I established a friendship there. Um, <laughs> but when we found out it was a possibility, it, we found out it was a possibility about the Florida move. G was like, don't tell anybody. I get on the bus to my car. I call my mama. I said, Mom, we moving to Florida. <laughs> Deliberately disobeyed what that man told me. Um, but I was like, yes, because I would not have. I did not like Clemson. And like people like Jessica Jones, shout out to Jessica, Naja. People had gotten, they had all gotten like their masters at Clemson. So they was there and they missed it. I was like, I'm grateful that this was a one year experience. Um, wasn't a fan. Just like, wasn't it for 10. me. Do that um, <laughs> I was like, maybe if I was there longer, it would have felt better. But like I said, the lab, they was fake. They ain't talked to me till <laughs> the end of the second semester. But, <laughs> but Kyla, Kyla welcomed me in Aww. with my summer project. Um, that was fun. Um, it got me with the whole Xbox, which led to me still working with Connect for my dissertation. Oh, awesome. um, yeah, so Clemson, short-lived, not upset was welcome for that uh grateful for that move to florida it was a stepping stone yep so how was how was that like coming to florida for you um so the shock of the largeness of the school that went away because of clemson so that was that um the only what really sucked i was keep going further and further from home mm-hmm. like north carolina now south carolina now the edge of the edge right. <laughs> i'm in florida and i'm just like bruh like I got a car, but that's a long way home. Um, so that was the suckiest part for being that far from my family, just because of how close we are. Um, but let's see. First semester, G only had us take one class. Me and Naja, we lived our life first semester. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take it how you want to take it. Me and Naja lived life uh, first semester. Um, we got to get Naja on, by the way. <laughs> you do. <laughs> We had a blast uh, first semester. I forget what class we took. I don't remember. Um, but you could sort Microsoft of tell. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually an HCC okay. class. Um, but you could sort of tell the tension with the great migration, which is what the UF people called us. <laughs> great migration of all of us coming from Clemson. You could sort of tell it was tension in the oh, department. There definitely um, was. Yeah. It just dawned on me when this comes out my tenure will be have been announced so yay they didn't want us there continue they didn't you could feel it continue this is your story continue you could definitely feel Hilarious. that like who is this i'm gonna say who was this black man with these black people coming into our department i felt like it was definitely a racial thing whatever um and then i also like i feel like i don't know if somebody said something to me or what but like the computer science people they were like, this HCC ain't real, like type thing, like discredit what it is. I'm like, bruh, one, I have a whole engineering degree, so please don't try to shoot right. that down. Mm-hmm. Like, just because it's different. And I've had to talk to some of my friends about that because they was like, one friend in particular was like, oh, y'all doing arts and crafts what? type stuff. They catch these hands. Right. Like, I, uh-huh. And I'm like, and I'm like, one, you went to school with me, so you know what I'm capable of. So don't try to downplay my education and like I'm not doing something worthwhile just because it's, I don't want to study all the theoretical stuff arts that you like and because I like people. <laughs> I'm like, yes, design. I'm, I like the design aspect because I'm, I love the arts. I'm the creative type person. So I'm happy for it. So just because you want to struggle with your math equations all the time, that's right. you. On Everybody you. ain't got to do theory. Um, Somebody has to do the applications <laughs> of the things. And I'm just like, that's on you. My degree's still going to be my degree. Right. So whatever. 
Um, but yeah, definitely could feel that tension. I remember walking to G walked us to class our first Aww. day. Really? That's so It's like cute. eight of us, y'all. That's cute. Like your little ducklings. That's I just it. have like a <laughs> Basically. picture y'all just <laughs> in my head. Like eight deep walking to class with our advisor. Wow. Sir. Um, and they're not used and to that because the department was fractured before we got there, number one. That's and true. there was mm-hmm. a distrust of the dean. So it wasn't just the racial thing. It was also, oh, the dean is a proponent of this man bringing all these people and all this money here. But right. mostly, <laughs> you know, these, these people. people. And yeah, it was a, I don't want to say half and half, but yeah, they're not used to that. Like they're not used to people actually liking each other in a department. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we were at that point. They liked me, so we were family. Uh, <laughs> we were family, but I could definitely feel it. Like, who is this? Who are they? Blah, blah, blah. And I feel like with one professor, uh, I won't mention her name, one professor, um, she would have issues. Like, because, you know, when we have conferences, G taking everybody, mm-hmm. like, especially for like a tapia or something like that, everybody going. And so, like, I think at one point we had like a project due, and we asked our classmates, was like, was it cool if we switched the days we presented? Because we're not going to be here. It's like, y'all take this day and we get back. They were cool. And she was not a fan. I was like, well, aren't we in grad school to be presenting, networking, and all of that? This, that, and third. It's not like we just found a random, like, black people event right. to all go to. At the same time. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's a real thing. Like, so. I feel like she gave us, and we in her class, we did sort of cluster together. We didn't mingle with everybody else, but it was like our first year, so. Um, Y'all are new. You stick, yeah. Everybody sticks with what's familiar to them. So you exactly. can't be mad at people thinking you cluster, because everybody else also clustering with whoever's Facts. familiar right. to them. <laughs> it just isn't right. as apparent but, uh, visually, but yes. anyways. Right. AKA the whole premise yeah, of why all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria. That's that whole book. <laughs> And we show a group together in the lab. I mean, in the classroom, too. Um, but, yeah, the transition, I think, was better just because, like I said, towards the end of Clemson, my lab mate started talking to me. And so <laughs> I didn't feel so isolated like I did when I got to Clemson. So y'all had a um, shared enemy or a shared pain. So that's why. Yeah. yeah, so I was grateful for Florida. I just feel like because Clemson was literally just Clemson, like, that's it. Like, I had to drive to, like, 25 30 minutes to find a church and i'm just like oh yeah. <laughs> like i want to worship god not in all the way in anderson or yeah. drive somewhere else i was like there's nothing here but the school mm-hmm. it sucks yeah forgot about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really like that church though um yeah. so i'm just thinking about like you you switched from a very mm, i don't know what most people would say is like a one of the most difficult engineering programs, mm-hmm. right? Like computer engineering, electrical engineering for women. Right. You don't see that many women who are in that space. So you were already kind of isolated in general degree wise. And mm-hmm. now you're moving into human centered computing, which is brand new. Right. At UF, like literally the program's created while you're there. Um, <laughs> so what was that like, that transition from kind of feeling like maybe I'm not the only, I mean, you had th- the three amigos. <laughs> right. So I think it was Amigas. a different isolation. Yeah. So like at, at um, A&T, everybody was black. So that wasn't yeah. a factor. 
but the women part was the factor. Yeah. So like I had I had the three women in um, computer science. I didn't have any women professors as engineers. Um, I think one lady came in my senior year and I take her class or whatever, but there weren't women engineers. Wow. And so um, even coming to um, Clemson, because Kyle, I want to say you and Dr. Gardner started mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So even coming there and seeing them, that was more than what I saw at <laughs> at A&T as far as women in my actual field so it was definitely a more women isolated thing at A&T and then it became a racial situation uh at UF but having Dr. McMullen, Dr. Gardner like G like having those people seeing them and being closely uh linked up in our lab just being majority at that point black women like that did a lot for me like if I was not in G's lab I completely I would have had a completely different experience Mm. Um, I called y'all's lab the Black Girl Magic Lab. Because um, <laughs> at the time, I was still a grad student. So, like, people would be like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the Black Girl we Magic Lab. We took everybody yes. in. Like, I would come in, and I'd be like, who is yeah. that? Yeah, what a game for everybody. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I didn't want it. You didn't want no, it in the lab? I don't want to be... I she avoided was resistant. y'all. She was very much like, I've been here my whole life. No, I loved it y'all. It, I loved y'all. Like, the students. I... What do I need to be in a computer science lab for? Right. I get that. I'm yeah, straight. I <laughs> I've been here. I, like, I, see, I, I see they black. Yeah, like, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like They black. I get it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we all need to be together? It's fine. Like we can talk. We can be cool. But I don't have to go be in their space. Like, right. That's their space. Right. Um, it was just so much I get community it. though. Like I would come there. I'm like, oh, I got an hour between what I need to do. I'm just sitting here and be on my computer answering emails and it was just like so, a battery recharging, and that's the mm-hmm. best way I can it describe was like, it. So, it was pros and cons with the lab. Love the lab. Um, but because of that community, sometimes, boy, we got distracted, <laughs> and we ain't do nothing. <laughs> like, I'll never forget one time, Jessica brought up the Wiz and found out somebody hadn't seen it. Oh. Next thing you know, it's on the TV in the lab. I'm just like, <laughs> Jessica, let it go. We get it. <laughs> we get it. So it, it definitely had its pros and cons. Um Depending on who's in the lab and how focused you are. I don't know. I feel like it was undergrad. But Jessica was dead set. She was like, oh, you're going to watch this whiz. But yeah, definitely, like I said, um, I was I had another interview this morning um, and was telling them like what got me through school family. Like if I didn't have like the lab and then um, BGSO also at UF, it would have been. There's no way I would have made it that far from my family. My, my mama really would have came and got me <laughs> if everybody wasn't there. <laughs> people understand why community is so important when nobody yeah. else looks like you. Like That's yeah. a, been a consistent theme on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like Everyone's like, I could not have done this without other people. Yeah. As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla, and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace.